A smart person learns from their mistakes. A wise person learns from others' mistakes. Welcome to the My Mistakes Podcast. We cover the lessons learned from the mistakes we've made in business so you won't do the same. I'm Chris Chantrulli. Everything happens for a reason, but sometimes that reason is you're being stupid and you're making bad decisions. I'm Sean Rosenfeld, and I'll be asking questions to understand why Chris did what he did and what he learned from it. This episode is sponsored by Don Pablo Coffee. For the freshest, most delicious coffee of your life, check out Don Pablo Coffee at Amazon or DonPabloCoffee.com. To pick up where we left off last time, I was now entering into what would be a personal training studio after leaving the gym. It was myself and two other trainers and not nearly as many clients as I thought were going to be coming from the other trainers. Most of my clients came, I believe it was two or three maybe, finished up the packages that they had with me and did not return to this personal training studio. So here's how that deal worked. Uh, A couple episodes ago, I talked about how they opened this one-on-one studio two blocks away from where the gym was located. And when I reached out, apparently I knew these two guys. One of them was in his early 20s. The other guy was probably in his mid-40s. And they had left a gym that was the same owner of the gym that I left, just a different location. And they had opened up this studio, and it was one floor. And I went in there, and I proposed me partnering with them, essentially. But what I was doing, because I had been burned from the gym, I was nervous that this could happen again. So here I thought I was learning from a mistake that I had made, which was not securing a future or a space. Instead of doing an agreement that was one year, I didn't want to build something up that I then could get pushed out of again. So I wanted the option of three years. However, I would have the option to renew if I wanted to or leave if I wanted to, but they couldn't push me out. So I was guaranteed to be there for three years at least. I showed them what my numbers were. I showed them what we were doing as a whole, because my pitch to them was, I can bring more traffic in here. I have a client base in this area. You guys don't. You guys are starting from scratch. I'm not. So it was going to be tight in that small space, the three of us. So I offered to build out the basement into a aerobic studio as it was called back in a time I referred to as the day. So we put a studio down there, like a classroom, wooden floors, mirrors on the wall, and then put in a massage room because one of the guys who I was going to, I guess, indirectly be partnering with, they knew someone who's a massage therapist and she was going to be paying rent each month to have this space. So the cost of the build-out was about $18,000. And with all the equipment and mirrors 
all in, it was about $25,000. So I left the gym that I was in without all of my clients coming and without all the trainers coming, which was part of my income. That all got slashed. And then I negotiated a deal that was going to cost $25,000 to get started. Now, the mistake here was I didn't do any math whatsoever to calculate or figure out how long this would take to make the money back. So for argument's sake, $25,000, let's break it down over $1,000 a month to pay myself back. We're looking at two years. That was something that I didn't even think about. I just told them, here's what I'll do. And we started the work about two weeks later. And the real kicker was once construction was complete and we had the parquet floors that were down, we had the mirrors up, we had the walls painted. We were opening that Monday. Don't know what the date was, but I remember it was a Monday morning because on Sunday night, I was going to finish some more painting in the hallway that led down to the lower level. And I walked downstairs to a flood. And there was about two inches of water on the floor. Apparently what happened is a heater on the second floor, there's some kind of valve or mechanism to where it's supposed to shut off at a certain point, but it didn't go off and the sensor was broken and it caused a drip and the drip started leaking, pouring. And from the time that we had all left, say Friday around lunchtime, it started leaking into the basement until Sunday evening when it was discovered. So Monday morning when we were supposed to open, Called the insurance company. They sent the cleanup crews and the restoration company to come cut out the sheetrock. Part of me was thinking this is the worst thing that ever could have happened because now those that are at the gym I left are laughing at me if they catch wind of this. I had to cancel any clients I was going to be seeing that day due to a flood. So that got the rumor mill going back at the gym. Only good thing here was insurance kicked in. So I think we got $13,000 from insurance. However, my two other partners, calling them partners here, even though I had my own entity operating out of theirs, we had separate names, we had separate credit card terminals, we kept it separate. So I came out, I want to say, with about four thousand dollars forty one forty two hundred dollars so stupid me isn't even realizing that that just comes off the top of twenty five thousand dollars spent i looked at four thousand dollars as oh good i could pay some bills not realizing i didn't pay back the money that i had to take out of savings and some i had to borrow from family so ultimately after all was said and done it took about another probably 10 days till we were back up and able to start running. We just didn't use it downstairs. I started with clients on the upper level, but I couldn't start the classes that I intended to start. And 
I should have known right from the start that this was a sign of what was to come. Was it a mistake to make that type of investment at the time? Absolutely. It was such a stupid mistake. I don't know if it was my drug-addled brain. Looking back on the last podcast in which I talked about, I had a dependency on prescription painkillers following an injury that I had suffered two years earlier. And I was still on the pain medication, formed the dependence, and I was keeping myself rather numb to not face the reality of some of the decisions I was making and how far in I was in this sea of muck. So you left the previous gym, lower income, less clients. You negotiated a deal that was going to cost you more. What would you have done differently? There isn't one thing. The entire path that I was on was a destructive path. That whole phase of my life from, I would say, 2007 until 2008, it was probably a solid year. Everything just kept getting worse. And it was no one's fault but my own because this first decision of leaving the gym in the fashion that I had, it was sneaky. So right off the bat, I was doing something that I knew wasn't right and I didn't feel good about. Then I was trying to entice other trainers to come, promising them how much better things would be here when I knew that wasn't the case because I didn't even have the clients to hand off to people. When you're at a gym, you have people constantly joining. So there's always fresh meat, if you will, or new people coming in the door that you can, I don't want to say go after, but you can approach for the sake of signing them up for training. When you have a training studio, it's not often that the phone is ringing or people are just walking in to check out what training services you have to offer. And to compound that and make it way worse, I had closed on a home December 17th of that year. So in 2007, I was living in a new house with a mortgage, (laughs) an adjustable mortgage. So I was paying a ridiculous amount of money for my house on top of two cars, on top of a monthly rent for this training studio with less clients. And I wasn't making any money whatsoever because Any money that was coming in from clients was going back out to pay back what I borrowed from the $25,000. And also I had to pay the trainers. And I had one trainer who was getting a small, small, small salary from me at the previous gym, helping me out with contacting clients. And I didn't want to take that away from him. So I was still paying him somewhere around $150 a week. This was a downward spiral, which led to an increased amount of pain medication being taken on a daily basis. And really, I was just, this is a stage of my life, I would say, that I was out of control. Doesn't seem like you were making the best financial decisions. Did you have any financial background or help with finances, you know, in your earlier ages? Sean, I have trouble using a calculator. I have never been someone that I would, no, no, I definitely would say I'm not good with numbers. I've never been good with numbers in the past. And I think I've worked on this 
in my current day or in my current life, I think I've worked on this, I would tell people things to make them happy or tell them what they wanted to hear, not what was realistically going to play out. So starting with that trainer who was the fitness director, I was paying him a commission on new sales and renewals that there was no way I could really pay him that and still make any money. So I was losing money paying his commissions. For the people who I was partnering with, I put money in that I didn't have. It was a stupid decision, but I wanted to make them happy to where they would say, you know what, we are bringing him on, but he is contributing to make this facility better. My life had been a series of over-promising and under-delivering. And again, I think it's that I was under tremendous stress, much of what I put on myself. And then on top of that, as if it can't get any worse in the situation, I was married to my first wife, and that was not a good marriage. It was filled with a lot of lies and distrust. And when you're trying to worry about your relationship, that is only at that time, we were married for about a year and a half, between a year and a half and two years. So worrying about income, worrying about how the bills are going to get paid, worrying about how I'm going to pay back money borrowed for the expansion of this second level of the club and watching a marriage fall apart in front of me. This is all what contributed to my drug addiction spiraling out of control and Looking back, I'm just so incredibly grateful to still be alive today. For more info, visit us at getconnects.com. That's G-E-T-C-O-N-N-E-X-X.com. On Instagram at connects underscore or on Facebook at connects comma I-N-C. Thank you to our sponsor, Don Pablo, for the highest quality coffee at the best price delivered straight to your doorstep. Find Don Pablo Coffee on Amazon or order direct from DonPabloCoffee.com.